Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our online guests. Here we are on week number four of this series of Life in the Spirit. And um, today I want to speak specifically about one aspect of life in the Spirit. And we're going to find the expression a number of times in the Bible, but we're going to go straight in at the eighth chapter of Romans. And it says in verse one, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh or the way they feel and the way they think, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You know what? Our God wants us to live a free life, a life that's alive, that's a life that's full of, of joy and faith and peace, that's not held down and, um, you know, uh, squashed by life circumstances or by sin in our lives or by habits or by thoughts. He wants us to live the abundant life that Jesus died on the cross to give us. And I'm thrilled here. This first verse is one of the most famous uh, scriptures in the Bible. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation. And I love that verse, but there is a condition there that says, for those who walk, in the spirit. Today I want to be talking about life in the spirit, but you know, specifically how we walk in the spirit. As we walk in the spirit, which is an expression we're going to understand today, um, it affects our whole lives. Just like we've you know, spoken about in the last few weeks about being filled with the Spirit and influenced by the person of the Holy Spirit and all the things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Um, it's absolutely vital that as a Christian, we learn how to develop our walk with the person of the Holy Spirit. But the first thing I want to talk about as we speak about how we walk in the Spirit is how it affects us personally, how it affects our, our intimacy with our Father God. As we think about the Holy Spirit, we are to have a relationship with Him. Obviously with the Father and with the Lord Jesus Christ as well, they are three, you know, it's the one God, three persons. But the person of the Holy Spirit it's, it's expressly important. It's, it's, it's so important that we get to know him as a person and that we get to know his voice. We get to know how he leads us, how he speaks to us, how he guides us. This is um, how I'm going to explain it today as our walk in the spirit. It's how we keep in step with him. It's how we have a relationship with him. It's how we become sensitive to him and we know what he's feeling and know what he's thinking and that we hear his voice and we are led by his instruction. So it's going to affect our relationship with God. It's going to affect our insight, our understanding, how much we know about God. We know that the person of the Holy Spirit, he is the one who reveals to us and, and he gives us understanding about who God is. I've already spoken last week about the influence of the Holy Spirit, how much he influences our lives. But that's not just something say, oh God, influence me. And, you know, Father, I pray that you influence, you know, influence my life, influence my mind, influence my words, the other things that we talked about last week. It's something to develop in our lives. It's something to walk with God about. I've been... Um, you know, Sharon and I have been husband and wife now for 33 years. I'm glad I got that right. 33 years. And early on, it was a steep learning curve. 
Um, you know, I don't think it's as steep now. It shouldn't be after 33 years. But early on in our relationship, it was a steep, you know, discovery of, of the things that each of us enjoy, each of us find interesting, the sort of history we'd had apart from each other, the sort of upbringing that we'd had. It was a steep learning curve. And I'm very aware when I first came you know, to Christ, it was a steep learning curve about the kingdom of God. It was a steep learning curve about who God is and the person of uh, Jesus Christ and, and how he does things, how he thinks. I'm really... I'm just, you know, thinking about somebody in the Old Testament. And it says all the children of Israel knew the acts of God. They knew what he did. They knew his sort of, his power and how the fire fell and, and how he opened the Red Sea. He said, but there was a man who knew the ways of God. And that's something that, you know, develops in our lives as we walk with the person of the Holy Spirit. Early on, it's, it's a huge discovery. It's like, wow, I've never seen this before. And isn't that amazing? I didn't even know, you know that God loved me or God could do miracles. And it's a steep learning curve. But as we go on with God, it would be very easy for that to just become, oh, every day, thank you, Father and Holy Spirit. And, you know, I love you and you love me. And, you know, that's great. Let's have a good day. But you know what? God intends that through his spirit, every day is an adventure venture of finding out more about our Savior, more about Almighty God. Um, it's, it's an adventure, uh, you know, and that's a strong word to use, but I don't believe the Christian life should be boring. I believe the Christian life should be a life of, of eyes being opened every day and God speaking to us and strengthening us every day. It's very easy in this time, especially of COVID and everything that's been going on this year, what a year it's been. Um, it, it would be very easy, you know, for us to be starting to prioritize other things in our lives just to get through the year or just to keep our job or, you know, to stay safe and to, you know, protect the family or to protect our finances or our physical life. It will be very easy for our um, Christianity to just become a bit of a tradition, especially as we're not able to meet again. We're back in lockdown for a few weeks. How long that's going on for? I don't know. But you know what? Today, I want to really urge us all as Christians, especially those in Citygate Church, but everybody listening today, that we need to walk with the Holy Spirit. It would be very easy to put other things as higher priorities in our lives, but there isn't anything of greater priority than our intimacy with the God who loves us. And that is through the person of the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you in this first section of today, really, as we talk about how we walk with the Holy Spirit, as we talk about the priority of how we walk with the Holy Spirit, that we set that as a priority in our lives. Please don't let your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know, just become an add-on in your life. So how else do we keep in step with the person of the Holy Spirit? It's in, actually it's in his name, there's a little bit of a giveaway there. We call him the Holy Spirit and it's because he is a Holy Spirit. Our God is a Holy God and as we keep in step with the person of the Holy Spirit, it's going to affect the holiness in our own lives. That word holiness is a bit of an old-fashioned word. It's all through the Bible and it's a very powerful word and I especially want to use that word holiness today because it says in God's word that we are to be a people who are a holy people, that our lives are together, our lives are, 
are, are correct. Uh, our whole life is in line with the Word of God. How we think, how we speak, the sort of attitudes that we have, you know, how we post things on social media. I'm so glad earlier in the year I did an evening for people in Citygate Church about how to handle social media, um, you know, in the light of all sorts of things from opinions to politics to all sorts of things. That was before we had this year of 2020. I'm so glad I talked about that because it seems to me that the whole thing of social media just becomes a free-for-all of, of people throwing stones. And it's as if all sanctification or all, all holiness just gets thrown out the window as people hurl abuse and they hurl opinions at each other. I think it's a crazy thing to do. I'm not against social media, but I do believe that as the church of Jesus Christ, we need to be holy people in our words, in our, in our attitudes, in the types of words we use, the language we speak, in our attitudes, how we relate to other people. How are we going to live a holy life? Well, let's find out from Galatians chapter 5. It says this, I say then, walk in the spirit, there's that expression, and you shall not fulfill the lusts or the desires of your flesh, for your flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit lusts against the flesh. These are against each other. They're contrary to each other so that you don't do the things that you wish. But if you are led, if you are led by the Holy Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, your flesh and the things you do in the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, ambition, selfish ambition, um, dissensions, heresies. This is quite a list. Envy. Where have we gone? Um, drunkenness. And he goes on with all these things un under this list of things that you do outside of the Holy Spirit, outside of God. This is what your flesh just really tends towards. And it says, and I tell you beforehand, as I've told you beforehand, just as I've told you in times past, that those who practice that way of living, those who do those things, so that's selfish ambition and envy and murder and drunkenness and rage and anger, all those things, those who do those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, I'm so glad that we have a saviour who has destroyed all of that stuff so we can inherit the kingdom of God. That's the good news of the gospel. But here it says, for those who live that way, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. It says, however, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit, and this is in complete opposition to the works and the lust of the, of the flesh, of our feelings of man outside of God. It says, the fruit of of the Spirit, as we walk with the Spirit, our life will produce this, love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its desires, with its passions. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I love this passage. I know it's a bit heavy. It, you know, it gives us all this stuff that we're not supposed to be doing. But the point here is not you need to try hard to not do those things. It says this, if you walk with God, if you walk in the Spirit, that's the expression we're talking about today, to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. If we walk with the Spirit, our lives are just going to produce the good stuff. 
I don't know about you, I don't want to live in envy and selfish ambition and rage and malice and impatience and jealousies and contentions and heresies. That stuff kills you. That stuff absolutely destroys your life as we look around society today. We see a whole lot of that going on. But I'm so glad that God has made a way that as we walk with the Spirit, it tells me this, my flesh or all that stuff that we read, all the bad stuff, is not going to be a problem in my life. You know what? I learned that many years ago. I'm not saying I've conquered it yet, but I'm certainly on the road like all of us are. And it, it, it absolutely hit me because often I'd heard people say this sort of thing. You know what? I've got a problem with this. It could be the envy or the anger issues or whatever it is. Or it could be drunkenness or it could be habits in your life that you just haven't conquered. It could be desires that are against God's word. It could be anything. And I'd heard people saying, I've got a problem with this and I've got a problem with that. But it started to dawn on me as I read Galatians chapter 5 that actually I could say, well, you know what? You may think you have a problem with envy or with drunkenness or with anger, but actually the issue is with your walk in the Spirit because the Bible doesn't say if you deal with all the problems in your flesh, you'll end up in the Spirit. It doesn't say that. It says completely the opposite. It says if you walk with the Spirit of God, your flesh, all those habits and desires, the bad stuff that'll kill you and you know, kill your family, kill your finances, kill your circumstances, all that stuff will not be a problem in your life. And I want to encourage you, you know, today with that. It'll be very easy to read that list and think, well, I don't add up. I don't, I don't attain. You know, you go through the Bible and there's a whole lot of stuff in the Bible about how we should live. And under the Old Testament, under the law, everybody had to try really hard to not be bad, you know, to not be angry or to not be those things. But I'm so glad that when we give our life to Christ, I don't have to try to not be angry. I just be filled with the Spirit. And as I walk in the Spirit, anger becomes less of a problem, just as an example. There could be all sorts of other things, selfish ambition, rage, the words we speak, the language that we use. The more we walk with the Spirit, He does a clean-up job on the inside. You know, at home we've got a fish tank, and it's a marine fish tank, so it's salt water, it's got, you know, all the, all the things from Finding Nemo. They're all in there, and, you know, anemones and corals and all that sort of stuff, and it takes a lot of work. And, um, you know, somebody comes in professionally and they do something to it every now and again to test the water, to make sure it's all okay, you know, to make sure everything is as it should be. But there are also times we just give it a good old clean up and we have to hoover up all the, I don't know, I won't go into it, but it's all the old food and the, and the stuff that's in there that just, you know, sinks down to the bottom. And there's a good old uh, clean up job that happens. And it's a bit like our lives, really. You know what? Every day there needs to be a cleanup going on. And it, and it really speaks to us that, we, you know, through God's word, that a person be, can become more and more holy. Their life can be more and more an example of the life of Jesus Christ. As we see him, he never got it wrong. He never got into envy or selfish ambition. There were times he got angry, but it wasn't like an anger of wrath. Um, of sort of selfish ambition or hatred. It was an anger actually against the people that were trying to keep others out of the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, th there are some things to get angry about. But the Bible even says this, in your anger, do not sin. 
So there's an anger which can work the good stuff into our lives and we're committed to a cause and we're committed, you know, to preaching the gospel. And I get, I get really stirred up when, you know, perhaps the church is squashed in some way or the enemy tries to attack. I get quite angry about that. But it's not an anger against people. It's not an anger that is, you know, from an impatience or from an envy or something like that. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, he produces the character of Jesus Christ more and more through uh, uh, how we think, through how we speak. This is quite a teach today, but I want us to really lay hold of this. It will be very easy through this whole COVID period, you know, perhaps for our standards to drop or our priorities to drop. I absolutely believe as the Holy Spirit works in our lives, we will be more set apart to God, we'll be more on fire for the vision of the church, we'll be more on fire to love other people. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, um, all of those things. They get stirred up in our lives. I think you can hear today, I'm a little bit excited about this because so many people are held captive, you know, through the, the stuff of the flesh. They're held captive. But I began today by saying this, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Who? For those who walk in the spirit, who keep in step with the person of the Holy Spirit. So today, as we just you know, begin to close today, I want to say um, it's important for us to make a conscious decision to walk with the Holy Spirit. It can only be good. Oh, yeah, but I've got to make time for God and I've got to read my Bible and I've, and I've got to pray. Hey, I want to turn that around today. There's no I've got to about it. I want to. I get to do this. I get to, I get to speak to the creator of the universe. I get to, to open his word and his word speaks to me and his word heals my body or his word provides for my needs or his word uh, heals a family relationship or whatever it is that goes on when we get it. This is, this is an amazing thing. And perhaps there's been a little attitude that's come in that, you know, to be a Christian is sort of hard work. Well, can I just say, you know, to develop any type of a relationship, um, you need to put effort in and you need to make some quality decisions. But, uh, you know, can I just say after 33 years, my marriage is not hard work. Why? Because we focused on it. There may be times where we need to deal with things and have some strong conversations or whatever. But you know what? It's a joy. It's something that we've spent time with over the years. And I want to encourage you today, as you spend time with God and as you develop your relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, it becomes more and more of a joy. It becomes more and more of a desire in our hearts. That which we give our attention to increases the desire for that thing in our lives. Um, it actually says, doesn't it, in the Bible, it says this, for where your uh, treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. And I know that's talking about finances, where you sow your seed, that's where you're going to be committed. We understand that. But it's not only finances. It's, it's if you give your attention to the person of the Holy Spirit, that's where your heart's going to go. If you give your attention to God's word, that's where your heart is going to go. And as a man thinks in his heart, as we are in our heart, that's how our life is going to be. I want to encourage us today that as we walk with the Spirit, it's going to affect our intimacy with God, of course, but it's going to affect the quality of our Christian life. 
It's important that as we decide, as we make a quality decision today to keep in step with the person of the Holy Spirit, it's in just a number of ways. Just to begin with, I just want to say this. There are three verses in the Bible that I just think I need to bring up. The Bible says, do not resist the Holy Spirit. Perhaps he's speaking to you even now and perhaps through the rest of this message in the last few minutes, there's going to be things that God's going to say, I want you to do this or I want you to go there or I want you to start developing this in your life. And I want to implore you today, do not resist the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's be open to his influence and let's be obedient to what he says. What else does the Bible say? It says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, if I just said that in everyday language, don't make him sad. Yeah, don't give him sorrow. Let's live a life that gives the Holy Spirit a joy that he wants to be around us. He wants to hang around in the Melfi household. He wants to hang around our lives. He I don't want to make him sad by the sort of things going on in the house or the sort of things going on in my words. I don't want to sadden the Holy Spirit. Let's not grieve him. And the Bible also says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. You know what? As the Holy Spirit starts to work in our lives, it stirs things up. It'll stir up some emotion. Yeah, of course it does. We get excited about things, but it stirs up a lot more than emotion. It stirs up faith. It stirs up compassion. The Bible actually says, have a white hot compassion for each other. Have a white hot love for each other. How does that happen? Well, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness. As we walk in the Spirit, love gets stirred up. Please don't squash the love of God in your life. This world needs to see some incredible compassion right now. It doesn't need to see somebody pointing the finger and throwing more stones on, on social media. It needs compassion. It needs understanding. It doesn't just need answers thrown at it. It needs people to say, I understand what you're going through. That's the compassion of God. Don't quench the Holy Spirit in your life as he wants to stir compassion in us. Let's not quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. We talked about that the other day, about the fire of the Holy Spirit, the passion, the energy. Let's not quench that. Let's, let's fan it into flame as we covered just the other week. So as we just start to close, just three things that I want to say. And it's this, as we think today about our walk with the Spirit, the first thing I want to say is this. We need to be aware of his presence. We need to be aware of his presence. As I was just thinking about this earlier today and you know through the last few days, I really felt God sort of asked me the question, is the world making so much noise in my ears that I've lost a perception and an awareness of the presence of God? And um, as I thought about that, I thought I'd bring that up today because obviously this was during this series that I'm, I'm you know, preparing for. Is the world making so much noise in your environment? The world's opinions, the world's abuses, the world's criticisms, the world's pressures. Do you remember the sower sows the seed of the word and there's the pathway and there's the thorny ground and there's the stony patch and there's the good ground? Well, in that thorny ground, it says the cares, the worries, the anxieties strangle the word of God out of our lives so they can't produce fruit. 
Um, I want to ask the question, are there so many cares and anxieties? Oh, but Pastor Jay, there's a lot to worry about. Yeah, I understand that. But as we walk with the Spirit, he produces faith. Doesn't produce anxiety. And the Bible clearly says, be anxious for nothing. Do you really believe that, Pastor Jay? Do you really believe we can be anxious for nothing? I absolutely believe we can be anxious for nothing. And it's not just because we have no, you know, concerns around us. It's because the rest of that verse says this, but present everything to God in prayer. What's that? We pray with the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is vitally important. To pray in our own language is vitally important. But as we pray, as we keep in step with the Holy Spirit, we can be aware of his presence in our circumstances. I think it's really important that we receive by faith that we're filled with his spirit. I know I covered that the other week, but that's a faith thing. You know, thank you, Father, today I believe I'm influenced by the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's set our mind on things above and not on things down here. Let's be aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The second thing we need to do as we, as we make a quality decision today to walk with the Holy Spirit is this. We need to hear his voice. We need to listen to his voice. He speaks to us on the inside. The Bible says we have an unction on the inside that we hear the voice of God on the inside of us. He speaks to us through other people. You know, sometimes we think, oh, that's a good idea. And it's like, well, let's give glory to God. That was God speaking to us. Oh, but I just thought that. I just had an idea. I had a dream and I woke up and thought that's a good idea. You know what? The Holy Spirit speaks to us on the inside. He speaks to us on the inside as we as we develop our intimacy with God, it would be very easy to think, oh, I'm just thinking that. But the more we walk with God, the more we spend time in God's word, the more it becomes normal for us to hear the voice of God on the inside. Why? Because we're accessing the mind of Christ on a daily basis as we walk with God. He speaks to us through the Bible, through God's word, through the Bible. As we open it up, God's word, God speaks to us. God speaks to us and he'll speak to us about our own life, about our circumstances, about other people, about other situations. But it's how God speaks to us. There isn't anything more important as we develop our relationship with God than spending time in the word of God. Speak it out loud. Do you know what? The more you speak the word of God out loud to yourself, the more you will hear the voice of God on the inside of you. Some people say, oh, I can't hear God. And I like to ask them, are you reading your Bible? Are you actually speaking it to yourself? Because the more you do, the more sensitive you become to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And thirdly, finally today, as we think about how we walk with the Spirit of God, we are, we are to be aware of his um, presence. We are to hear his voice and we are to obey, number three, obey his instructions. Um, there's no two ways about it. Um, Jesus Christ is Lord, which means he's boss. <laughs> you know, he's the one in authority, he's king. And when he gives instructions, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he's to be obeyed. Now, we're not under, you know, condemnation. We're not under control of God, but he certainly has the authority 
as Lord of our lives to instruct us to do, to speak, to say, to go, to come, to do whatever. He says, if he says something to us, yes, of course, we have the choice. A bit like he said in the Old Testament, today I set before you life and death, the blessing and the cursing. Choose life. And we always have a choice. But if we've really said yes to Jesus Christ, we've already made that choice. The choice was made when we said, Jesus, I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm going to live for you. I give you my life. And in came his abundant life. In came the life of the Holy Spirit. In came healing for your physical body and abundance for your finances. All that came. Everything for life and for godliness flooded into your heart. Why would we not want to be obedient to the word of God that will only take us from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and will always lead us in triumphal procession in Christ Jesus. But we still need to obey. We still need to obey. Now, something I've, I've thought a number of times and having conversations with people through the years, you know, perhaps Almighty God will say something and we'll go, wow, that's just too big. Or that's just impossible. Or really? Or oh, an insecurity gets in or perhaps a bit of unbelief or doubt starts to come in. God, you know, instructs you to go and speak to somebody about him and we get scared about it. Or perhaps God says, you know, and we really feel led by the Spirit to go and lay hands on the sick. And God said, I'm going to heal them if you pray for them because his word says that already. And, you know, perhaps something stirs on the inside. Can I just say, as we're talking about this being led by the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it's because he's empowering us to do the very thing he's, he's asking us to do. He's empowering us to do it. He's not going to say, go and do something and then just leave you high and dry and fold his arms and say, now let's have a laugh, shall we? Because it isn't going to work. If he speaks to us about something, you can draw strength from that. We can draw encouragement from that, that God is going to show himself strong. Next Sunday, I'm going to be speaking about the power of the Holy Spirit. We call it the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? The Holy Spirit who, who speaks to us about being obedient to God's word is the same Holy Spirit who empowers our lives to do the impossible and to move mountains that are impossible to move by the spirit of faith, to speak words that set people free. That same Holy Spirit is going to empower our lives to do the very thing that he's requiring us to do. So let's be obedient. Sometimes, you know, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes, you know, um, it's as if he only gives us the first step and he says, take the one step. And we go, but what's the next step? And he says, well, I'll tell you later. Or perhaps he doesn't even tell you that. He just says, take the first step. And it's like, oh, do I, don't I? You know what? All of us are like the rest of us. We all want to be in control of whatever we're involved with. But can I just say this? We can hand over that control, hand over the influence, hand over the authority of our lives to Jesus and be absolutely confident of this. If he tells us to step out, we can walk on water. If he tells us to speak to the mountain, the mountain's going to move. If he tells us to lay hands on the sick, then God wants to heal that person. You know what? Even if he just gives us the very first step, he might give you the big picture, but he might just give you the first step. I'm going to encourage you today, even in this COVID period, when there's all sorts of fear all over the place. Fear is the enemy of the Christian, not not in other people, but fear, you know, that wants to control your life and, and restrict your life. But the Holy Spirit will inf inspire faith. 
And if he encourages you, if he says, come on, step out. If he says, come on, why don't you sow that seed? If he says, why don't you lay hands on that person? Let's be obedient to his instructions. Why? Because he will show himself strong. As we obey his word, he is going to come through like a flood and cause his word to come to pass. I was thinking about this as we're talking about keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been on um, a hike or something and you've got some other little kids with you or something like that and you're saying, just walk where I walk. Perhaps it's, a, you know, the place is full of mud and you're saying to your kids behind you, just put your feet where I put my feet and they're trying to put their foot in, in your footprint that you've just left. Have you ever done that? We've done that so many times. Just step where I step. Uh, why? Because it's going to be solid ground. I know where the solid ground is. Can I just say, if we keep in step with the Holy Spirit, if we do what he says, if we go where he tells us to go, if we say what he tells us to say, if we keep in step with him, every step of the way, there is solid ground. You're not going to sink. It's not going to be sinking sand. Everywhere the Holy Spirit steps is solid ground that is dependable. He upholds all things by the power of his word. He might be encouraging you right now to step out of the boat in the most amazing way. And you're thinking, am I going to sink? Am I going to swim? Is it going to be solid ground? But these questions go through our minds. I want to encourage you today. As we walk with the Spirit, we're going to develop a relationship with God. We're going to be aware of his presence. We're going to hear his voice. And we are going to step out as we obey his word on solid ground. And when everything else is shaking, we will be unshakable. Why? Because we have an unshakable God. We have an unshakable Savior. We have an unshakable kingdom. We have an unshakable church. We live an unshakable life. Why? Because we stand on the unshakable promises of Almighty God. And when He says, walk in this way, we can be confident that we will come out in victory. We will come out on fire. I don't mean on fire from the fire of the enemy, but come out stirred up. We will come out with everything we put our hand to prospering. We will come out of every situation on solid, unshakable ground. Why? Because we have walked with the Holy Spirit and we have kept in step with the Holy Spirit. If we step off to the left or to the right, we don't need to worry about it. He'll pull us back online. He's got reins on our lives to say, oh, that was a little bit of a diversion. You don't have to worry. Just walk by faith. Keep stepping out. Stand on the Word of God and God, the Holy Spirit, will show Himself strong in your life. Today's been quite a teach, really. It's been quite a, an opening up of what it is to walk in the Spirit. The first step of our walk with the Holy Spirit is always this, that we receive Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives. I did that on October the 8th, 1984. I knew I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit, but I knew something was saying to me that God loved me. I was in a, a, a service over at the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. But that day I prayed and I said, God, if you're real, I need to know. If you love me, then I need to know now. This is the only opportunity I will ever give you with my life. Uh, that's the sort of character I had back there before God sort of did some work on me. It was a bit of a threat, really. It's the only thing I'm, only time I'm ever going to give you a chance in my life, God. And I knew 
that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And friend, perhaps you're online today. Perhaps you're online on Sunday or perhaps another time of the week. And you're hearing this today saying, what, can you really hear the voice of God? Can you really, you know, be in step with this person of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, the first thing that needs to happen in our lives is that we receive Jesus Christ as Lord. I want to encourage you today, friend. I've talked about we need to make a quality decision to walk with the Holy Spirit. Today, each of us need to make a quality decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of our lives. Of course, every day we declare Jesus as Lord, but one time we say, Lord, I give you my life. I'm not just going to be a religious person, a church goer, and you know, I'm going to live for Jesus Christ. Lord, I want you to come into my life. Make me a brand new person. If you died for me on the cross in order to pay the price for all the sin, all the shame, all the guilt, we read earlier, those who live outside of God will never inherit the kingdom of God. This is a strong thing to say, but there's only one way to go to heaven for eternity, and that is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, to acknowledge He died for you on the cross and to receive Him into your life. And we're going to pray a prayer now that does exactly that. I've prayed this prayer thousands of times. I've really only done it once, but I pray this often. Jesus, you're my Lord and you're my Savior. And I just like to declare that out. But today, friend, perhaps this is the first time you've ever prayed the prayer. Perhaps it's the first time that you've ever been spoken to today by the person of the Holy Spirit and says, come on, you need to give your life to Jesus. He gave his life for you. What other response is there than to say, thank you, Jesus, come into my life and make me a brand new person. Come on, I'm going to ask you to pray right now. I'm going to pray a line and then, you've, and then you follow afterwards. And I know everybody online prays this. We do every week in our lounge online. And, and I'm going to encourage you to pray that now. Let's all say this, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you've demonstrated your love through sending your son to die on a cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you. And by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive your eternal life. Amen. Friend, if you've prayed that prayer, we are thrilled. There's a party going on in heaven right now. The Bible says all of heaven rejoices when somebody gives their life to Christ. And that's in that prayer today, that's exactly what you've done. And, and God has done something in your heart that is so powerful and now begins your walk with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to encourage you to get a Bible and to pray and to hook up with a church. Perhaps you're in this area. We'd love to see you here in Citygate Church. But, but for everybody online today, let's make that quality decision that every day we will walk with the person of the Holy Spirit. Goodbye and I'll see you next week.